community is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. broadcast going the extra mile as Kim Miller brings us a message out of 1st John 3:18, which says my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth hello and welcome to this broadcast of woman at the well ministries let us pray our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father Lord I just ask that you would just um, fill our hearts I pray, Lord, that you would open up our minds, and I pray, Lord, that you would give us a heart that would feel what you feel, eyes that would see what you see, Lord, and that you would just give us the motivation and the inspiration, Lord, to act upon what we see and what we hear as you would, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to fill ourselves with your word, Lord, to spend our time and our energy with you and with those, Lord, that know you and in the word, that when we do come into contact with those, Lord, that do not know you as personal Savior, that our living testimony would be so strong that they would know that there's a reality in serving you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have not only the righteousness that you impute in us, but, Lord, that you would help us to love as you love. Lord, that you would open our eyes. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. It is a sad statement of the church today that many people in our world look to social programs, to social clubs, to worldly endeavors to find help and to get their basic needs. Many of us walk by people every day who need the Lord. And we walk by people every day who need love. The Bible says that God is love. And since God is love, and God dwells inside of each of the believers through the Holy Spirit given to us, then we have love in us, the kind of love that's transforming and changing. However, somehow, though God has opened up all of heaven, sent his only begotten son to die on the cross of Calvary, and his son knowing full well what it was going to cost him on the cross of Calvary, said, Lord, if there be no other way, I'll do this. But Lord, let this cup pass from me if there be another way. He fully understood what it was going to cost him, yet he loved us enough to go the distance that we might have life for eternity. Life with him. We're all going to have life for eternity. Those of us who do not know Christ as Savior, 
will spend eternity in hell. Not fit for anyone, not made for anyone but the devil and his angels. But so many of us have adopted this stance that we're going to take care of ourselves. When I was growing up, there was a minister that I went to church and with, and he would say this phrase of, we just take care of our four and no more. And what he meant was we take care of our own family, and that's a wonderful thing to do. And we take care of those that are our immediate responsibility and those that the government or social norms would say are our responsibility. And sometimes we only do that because they are our responsibility. But what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14 is this, that we know that we have passed from death into life. That means that we are no longer servants of sin and we have passed from the dying mortal sin that once had dominion over us unto the life of Jesus Christ which has set us free and whom he has set free is free indeed. And we know this because we love the brethren. We love the brethren. Now you look at the model that Christ has set before us and what it means to love the brethren. You see, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus showed what it meant to love when he went out of his way and he went to Sychar and he met the woman at the well in her place, on her terms, and in a place that would be dangerous for him as a mortal man. You see, God gave his only begotten son and Jesus gave all he had, but Jesus also gave his time. If you recall, he was completely harassed by the Pharisees and the hypocrites because he was found eating with the so-called unclean. If you recall, Christ was a son of a carpenter. And so no doubt he knew what it was like to live in an environment where people worked for a living. He knew what it was like when people needed something. If you recall, God gave manna down from the sky to feed the Israelites. He understands what it's like to be in need. And he always did something about it. You see, it's always interesting that we can comprehend sometimes that people need something, but then we can rationalize and justify all day long why it's not our responsibility to meet that need. You see, I was so blessed. I grew up in a home where if someone had a need, that meant we had a job to do. That meant if they needed some physical labor, it didn't matter how inconvenient it was for you. It didn't matter how much you didn't want to do it. You did it and you did it with a cheerful heart because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. I grew up in a house where everything that you had belonged to the Lord. And if he called for its use, then you gave it. What I learned from growing up and living in that environment and watching the blessings of God pour out was this. You can't outgive God. The Bible tells us in Malachi that he gives you a hundredfold and it's pressed down and measured out and poured out upon you. But what I learned was is that 
We don't give because it's our duty. We give because we have the opportunity. It's the opportunity to tell God how much we love him. It's the opportunity to make ourselves available that he might use us. It's the opportunity to use that gift, however small you may think it is, that God chose specifically and purposely for you to have. It's your time and your opportunity to let it shine for the glory of God. And I promise you, the Bible says that little is much when God is in it. The Bible tells us this as we look at the story in Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a poor certain widow woman, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and he saith unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. You see, it's not about who has the most. It's about who gives the most of who they are. Not of what they own, but whose they are. You see, that talent you have may be just the thing somebody's waiting to hear or waiting to get or waiting to see for them to realize that Jesus is real, for them to understand that Jesus loves them. And this they know for your life has told them what the Bible says. You see, you may be the one that holds the very puzzle piece that lets someone see Jesus for who he is. And receive eternal salvation. You see, loving others is not a duty as much as it is an opportunity. But it is a commandment. The Bible says that we are to love not just in word or neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You see, we're to give to that one that's hungry and in need. Because we have what he's given us for the sheer purpose of glorifying him. Remember the widow and her son, and she's running out of meal and she's running out of cruise in her, of oil in her cruise, and in comes the prophet of God, Elijah. And he says, give to me first. And you know what she did? She gave to God the first she had. And all she had. She made that cake and she made that with the flour and the oil. The Bible says that the flour never ran dry. And the oil cruise never ran out. Because you can't outgive God. You see, all that you have, you have because of him. And all that you have, you're like a bank for the Lord. Don't you want... Him to deposit in you that which he could call back out so that someone else can know who God is. It's impossible nearly for someone to believe the love of God if they're starving to death and they can't see where they got it. 
But if somebody comes up and feeds you that has no reason or duty to, and says, I do it in the name of Jesus, I promise you, he's glorified. So I don't know if you think what you have is yours. How sad. How much you've cheated yourself. If you could just realize that every dollar you have, every talent you have, everything that you own is just an opportunity to glorify him. The point to ponder today is this. How do you glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He loves you. This I know. The Bible tells me. Thank you all for joining us today for this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by our program today, and we encourage you to share your prayer requests or testimonies or any feedback that you have. And you can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your daily walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you are interested in partnering with Woman at the Well Ministries, please feel free to email us or write to us at Woman at the Well Ministries, P.O. Box 875, Milton, West Virginia, 25541. We would also like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your thoughts and your prayers, and you are all in our prayers. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved. Have a wonderful and blessed day in the Lord.